Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Listen to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. Welcome to the OG Two Cents Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you who tune in every Sunday. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Um, just, uh, you know, make sure you hit that subscribe button, uh, like, comment, and share. Also, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Helps us out a lot. Um, let's continue to speak out against all forms of uh, racism and injustice. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Zenny Blocks. Uh, make sure to armor your eyes with Zenny Blocks Virtual Clear Blue Blockers. It's important to protect your eyes from the harmful blue light from your digital screens so you'll have less eye strain, and that makes for better sleep and performance. Check them out at zenny.com slash gaming or follow them at Zenny Gaming on Twitter and Instagram. This episode, episode 27, uh, the inside scoop with Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. Um, you know, he's uh, known professionally as uh, Scoop as Scoop B. Uh, he's a sports writer, a journalist, sports analyst, columnist, editor, and podcast host who's a senior writer at Heavy. He's a television analyst at MSG Networks and a senior columnist at Basketball Society. He's been a radio host, um, television contributor at CBS Sports Radio, a staff writer at The Source Magazine and managing editor and columnist at Respect Magazine. I'm amongst royalty today. Um, he's interviewed the likes of uh, Pete Sampras, uh, Gloria Alfred, Alvin Iverson, and more. Uh, so with further ado, 
Scoop B, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Somebody's got to update my bio. I'm not mad. You can keep talking, though. But, but Hubby.com uh, <laughs> is the place where I still am. Uh, had a cup of coffee at MSG Networks. Basketball Society is still family. But um, nah, man, the Scoopy Radio podcast is, was really moving. Uh, 2.1 million streams last year. Uh, we've had anybody from Shaq to Charles Barkley to Tiki Barber to Stefan Marbury. Uh, sports entertainment lifestyle. It's pretty cool to connect with you also because I am part of the Zenny family. Uh, I'm a brand ambassador with Zenny on the bull side. And so okay. if you look at my desk, like my desk is filled with different um, Zenny glasses like right here. So like, and I got more than over in the, in the closet. So those white ones I have there somewhere, but man, it, it's pretty cool to sit down and talk with you being, you know, cross similar paths. Appreciate it. Uh, just jumping right into it, I just want you to, you know, tell your story and how you got to where you are today. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so um, I actually, I was a kid that was always talking. Um, as a kid and my parents, you know, my mom, my, my stepfather who raised me, you know, put me in a position where, you know, I was in public speaking groups and, um, you know, church being active, doing all those different things. But basketball was always my passion um and you know it, that 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 love for basketball started you know, as a kid um, my uncle uh billy my late uncle was a commissioner uh, for a basketball league in, in harlem called citywide and anybody who came out of there you know was somebody uh kenny smith stefan marbury kenny anderson uh and the list goes on but but um that kind of sparked my interest being around my uncle what ended up happening was my family owned a sneaker store and a shoe store on 25th Street. The only black-owned athletes foot in Harlem. Uh, excuse me, the only black-owned athletes foot in New York State. Uh, and so what happened was uh, I was around a lot of celebrities. Dominique Wilkins would do sneaker releases. Hakeem uh, uh, Olajuwon and more by Drexler. So I was always around basketball. The big break as a child came. I had a radio show with the Nets uh, called Net Slamming Planet that I auditioned for, and then basically. Uh, I was around, you know, NBA players in NBA locker rooms uh, on a day-to-day basis. So we're talking 97, 98 season. I did it for two years, 97, 98, 98, 99 season. I was in the locker room with Stephen A. Smith when he was at the Enquirer, uh, Chris Broussard when he was at the New York Times, Wold, Adrian Wojnarowski in the locker room with him when he was at the Bergen Record. Um, and, you know, that kind of just, that, that I knew then that that's what I wanted to do. I did it for two seasons. I talked about the 97, 98 Bulls season. Um, I was around Michael, Scotty, Dennis, um, Luke Longley, Ron Harper, Phil Jackson, the late Tex winner in the, in the Nets, or in the visitors' locker room at the old Meadowlands Stadium in New Jersey. But you know, I I, I think um, that 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 started my passion. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm more proud of the work that I'm doing now. I think that was an early start. It was a crash course. I'm going to step for the college campus. But yeah, man, that that those were my foundations. Yeah, so I mean, your your list of uh, you know, what you do is extensive. Uh, who who were some of your um, influences coming up? Um, I fell in love with just the art of journalism as a young kid. Um, I used to watch sixty minutes uh, and on Sundays, um, and I used to watch Ed Bradley, the late Ed Bradley, um, and the way he asked the what the question why, um, why is such a powerful word. And um, he's somebody that I grew up um, admiring. And then I think um, Amar Rashad, uh, 
who hosted NBA Inside Stuff, uh, right hand man to to uh, Michael Jordan. You know, I actually, um, you know, was was featured on that show, and I don't tell this story often, but I don't think I've talked about it on camera. Like, I was actually invited to go to the set of NBA Inside Stuff back when he hosted with Willow Bay, and um, you know, got a chance to sit down with him and talk with him and get to know him. And, you know, I never forgot that experience. Um, just a guy that, you know, transitioned from playing football with the Vikings to, you know, being an NBA reporter, a sideline reporter and latching on the Michael very early. And, you know, I'm not as somebody that I really, really, really admired, if not, uh, like Bradley. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you spoke, we, uh, spoke a little earlier, uh, uh just, just to get some more detail about uh, Scoop B Radio, um, you know you had a lot of a lot of prominent figures on there, um, including uh, one of my players, uh, Shock. Just uh, yeah. uh, uh, talk about that for a minute and uh, how people can get in tune with Scoop B Radio. Scoop B Radio is available on all streaming platforms: um, iHeartRadio, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, uh, or simply visiting. Um, this is about as New York as it sounds. Um, Scooby Radio started out of a Timberland box. Um, literally, I had tapes and tapes of, of episodes of me being on that Slater Planet or being in a locker room interviewing players. We're talking to Kimmy Matumbo, um, BJ Armstrong, uh, Scott Morrell, uh, Kendall Gill just a multitude of just 90s legends. And me and my business partner, uh, DJ Maniel, who produces the podcast, um, we were just discussing, like, how do you digitize this? So this was back in 2016. And how do you put my childhood nostalgia but mix it with what's going on with me now? I was still in that brain-building phase, uh, 2015, 2016. I graduated grad school in 2011. I uh, was living in my late grandmother's basement apartment at her house, and we were just in the process of building. And so basically, um, we took those tapes from my mom's house, digitized them, and it's really started out as a time capsule, not as a podcast, but in the shape of a, a podcast. And what ended up happening was, like, we had interviews with, like, J.R. Reed that we, we made. Um, we had interviews that I said that interviews with, like, Laura Stiles from I-97. Um, just a multitude of different people. And so what ended up happening was I, I was at CBS at the time when we started. We basically, I had two podcasts, one at CBS, one at home. And then we started getting more updated guests. People wanted to talk about different things, like Kenyon Martin, Tim Thomas's beef. Uh, Kenny Smith uh, discussed some things with me that went viral. So just really building and literally starting out of the Timberland box and four years later, you know, I feel like I'm often asked about the podcast, how we created it, how do we get the numbers, how do we get the guests, and the simple thing is prayer, relationships, and um, working from home. This is this pandemic is nothing new for me. All right, you just said a uh, said a mouthful with that because I'm definitely uh, getting started, and uh, I I understand that uh, wholeheartedly. Um, what are some who like who are some of your favorite uh, interviews? And uh, uh, over the years, on the podcast or just in general, uh, both. So right now, I am um, daily on the Philadelphia 76ers Zoom calls. 
And I went to college in the Philadelphia area. I went to undergrad at Eastern University, which is not too far from Lower Marion High School and Kobe Bryant High School. And um, so I, I know the Philly area very well. You know, I worked at there and, you know, went to school there. And I'm enjoying talking to Brett Brown a lot. Um, and I think part of it is the accent. He's from Maine. He went to Boston University. Um, and hearing his insight on basketball is fascinating to me. He won five championships as an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, as, a, as a high school student, as a college student, uh, studied under Rick Pitino, who was a head coach at, at BU. And so I find Brett Brown fascinating. Right now, I'm, it's, it's like I find his interviews and talking to him fascinating. So um, the other day, uh, I asked Brett Brown about Cam Newton going to the Patriots and his thoughts on Tom Brady and Belichick. And he goes, you know, I tell you about, uh, you know, like just hearing him talk, but also <laughs> just getting insight. It's something different because people are stuck in a bubble talking about basketball. Break it up a little bit. Right. You know, so to me, stuff like that is fascinating. Um, I, as it relates to just interviews at large, um, I think you remember like a rap artist who, or a musician in general who remembers their first album. You never forget certain interviews that, that, that put Scoopy Radio on the map, like my interview with Tim Thomas when he talked about Kenny Martin, where, you know, he talked about their beef. He called me and wanted me to do the interview. And then you have stuff like with Kenny Smith, where I asked him about, you know, Michael Jordan, had he not retired at the Rockets for one two championships. So stuff like that, um, you, you remember the earlier days of the podcast. Now, um, I'm really just enjoying doing other things. Like we're literally putting out episodes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays right now and mixing it up with uh, prominent women, um, sports analysts who are in the bubble or covering a certain team. Uh, and then like people who are on the rise of the next, like Mina Stess, who's a skateboarder, um, had her on uh, recently. And it's just different. It doesn't just have to be basketball. We're tying in some football. We had David Wilson in the New York play for the New York Giants on the podcast the other day talking about his days with the Giants. So cool to mix it up. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, who, who are some people that you wanted to interview but you haven't? Uh, Barack Obama and Jay-Z. Gotcha. Hey, that's, uh, it probably don't get no better than that. Uh, I'm a big Jay fan. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I've been – I mean, I think, I, you know, I got it. I, I was R&B first coming up. Um, I got into hip hop. Uh, well, actually, it was fa- it was some phases then, because uh, you to me, I think it, it probably didn't get any pure in hip hop in the eighties, in and 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 early in kind of early nineties. But uh, we had our phase, you know, it's entered the, the gangster rap era and, and different mm-hmm. stuff like that. But uh, once I heard Jay Z, like it was, I like bars, man. I like I like the I like metaphors. Uh, I, I like all of that, so it was easy. I was easily captured by Jay Z. Uh, so, man, that, that's a heavy hitting list. Um, thoughts on sports returning uh, during COVID nineteen? I wasn't a fan of it. Um, I'm glad that the numbers are, are are not you know affected by COVID. The NBA has done a good job in um, managing things in the bubble. Um, I'm happy. You know, basketball is what I love. To me, basketball is a year-round sport. So, like, we're at the time right now, right? So, like, we're in a situation where 
if we were teenagers, we'd be outside playing basketball on the court all day or in the park all day. We have that in our homes. This is kind of like with the Olympics not going on, this is our Olympics right now. And so I'm glad basketball is back. I don't mind that there's no fans. I think it's pretty cool that, you know, players are still, you know, playing and making a living. People who are working are still making a living, you know, whatever department that they're in. Because the NBA laid off a substantial amount of people back in March and April. So, um, you know, I, I'm glad to see people aren't getting laid off. People aren't working, but well, people are, are still working. But, you know, I, I still have my, my druthers about just um, just health and more. Um, literally stuck in an area for three to four months. Um, it's still, you know, it, it, many players that I've spoken to have just described it as, as AAU. Um, right. <laughs> I think it was Mike Scott told me the other day, Mike Scott of the Sixers said, um, this is um, uh, overpriced summer camp. <laughs> hey, that's you know what's funny. That's what I was thinking when I was watching some of the the scrimmages and the highlights. Is uh, that's what it looked like? Hey, you teams waiting? Uh, they watching, waiting for their turn to play, and and uh, different things like that. So it definitely uh, put me in that in that frame of mind. Um, you know how like how what were you doing uh, when kind of the world stopped uh, and and the pandemic uh, arrived or arose, like, where, where were you, uh, what were you up to? Um, literally working still, working from home, um, recording more podcasts, and um, honestly doing a lot of thinking, planning, writing, um, praying, uh, catching up with people, I think, you know, this space of working from home is great. I was already doing it. I think the part that was added to it was traveling. Um, and I don't miss traveling right now. I think for me, um, for me, I have not been in one place sitting down since 2003, my senior year of high school. Man, I think I was I was reading a story um, about I um, I want to say when you was with the source, uh, how you crown funded uh, travel money uh, to make it to the All Star game. I did. That I thought that was impressive. Uh, I mean. Can you kind of talk about that story a little bit if you care to? Yeah, I mean, I was at the Source Magazine. Um, was a was a break for me as, as an adult out of college, and they weren't paying. I was working for free, and I needed an opportunity. And um, it was an opportunity that didn't pay, but got access, and I didn't have the money to fly to New Orleans, despite the fact that I had was credentialed to go. And so what do you do? You know, you don't want to be like bothering your parents asking them for money. You want to try to find a way to make it happen. I use social media to do what I needed to do. That was great. I um I like that story, I mean, because I you know, part of my show is just uh, being positive, uh motivating and inspiring people to 
to basically live out their dreams and, and, and go after what they want. And uh, different stories like that definitely uh, can, can help people. I mean, like you said, it, uh, one thing, um, just notice this how access is important. Uh, but but having that will and that drive uh, to carry out what you can, can what you can control uh, to further that access is even more important. Oh, sure. uh, um, who do you think will win uh, the, the NBA championship? Who do I think is going to win? Yeah, Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> you you a big LeBron fan? I like LeBron. I like LeBron. I like Kyrie. I like. Uh, Anthony Davis, and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I like what I like, I like who I like, and um, <laughs> I, I want to see LeBron win, I, I'll tell you that, you know, I, I've been on the front lines of just everything that's been going on with the Lakers the last two years, and um, you know, LeBron going to LA, Space Jam, Anthony Davis, J.R. Smith, um, some of the other moves that are that have been made have also been wrong about some too. Kevin Durant and, and, and Kawhi Leonard, uh, who you know there was talk of them both coming. But um, what I'll say is, um, I think LeBron's first hit in Cleveland was the, the was like the 13th, 14th, and 15th grade, or like community college. I think LeBron going to Miami was going away to college, and I think. His second stint in Cleveland was his master's degree. And I think his time in Los Angeles right now is his PhD program. <laughs> I like that breakdown, man. It, 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 I mean, I think um, that's the, truly the way we can look at uh, NBA basketball as far as uh, players making the jump from high schools to the pros. I probably never heard it worded any better than that. Um, you know, the, the 2K League. Um, you've been a you've been a part of that for a while now, uh, interviewing some of his finest players and and everything like that. Uh, what what are your thoughts on on the two K league uh, stemming from season one until now? Well, I tell you what, I, I was glad to get the invite uh, to the two K league. I, I have to give a lot of love and respect to uh, NBA two K at large. Um, I am in the my player mode, which is pretty cool. I grew up playing the game. Since Alan Iverson was on the cover, and I was playing on NBA on a Sega Dreamcast. So just being around 2K in that regard, you know, it's just a carryover from high school to now to college, and you know, I feel like 2K has been a part of my journey, you know, since forever. I don't have as much time to play it now as, as I once did, but um, you know, I, I'm familiar with you. I'm familiar with Chai. I'm familiar with Dimes, the place for who, who, who represents Dallas, correct? I think that. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, Mavs, GG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, um, you know, I know Ronnie. I've had Ronnie on, on Scoopy Radio a couple of times as well. So um, to answer your question directly, um, I remember the first draft, and the draft was pretty awesome. They had it at the Medicine Cigar Theater. Dimes was the first pick, um, and I just was fascinated just how far. Uh, you know, Biggie says, whoever thought hip hop could take it this far, who thought it made it to take it this far? Now it's in the line like trying to, run, you know, run tight. Blow up. You know, I, you know the words, but basically, like when I, when I look at the 2K league, what it's been able to do is it's giving people jobs in, in, a, in a very critical economy, and, and it's allowing people to showcase their talent in a in a in a great way. Um, 
white, black, green, purple, orange, blue. Um, I just think it's a great opportunity for people to actually get paid. I remember when they said that, that video games were for stupid people, and, and I think that you know, 2K defies that myth. Um, you know, you have to have good hand-eye coordination to play it. I, I could play against some of these guys. I play at tradition, but I wouldn't say I'm the greatest. I, I do like to play for fun, but you know, 2K having a league, you got to be pretty daggone good to, to participate, man. I, I can't say I, I watch it often. I know some of the key players in 2K, like my guy Jeffrey Eisenman, uh, who considered like the woes of, of the 2K league, but nah, man, I, I rock with you guys. I really respect what you all do. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. What are, what are some of your favorite choices uh, of video games to play when you have time? I would play one game, literally 2K. They send it to me every year. <laughs> when I get five seconds, I, I play it. Um, I'm so busy, like, in, in, and not to say that 2K is not enjoyable, but I'm just so busy working, building a brand, building a life, traveling, even when I'm home, still doing what I'm doing. It, it feels like that is my video game of life. I feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Sim Scooby Edition. <laughs> no, I, I can dig that. I, I mean, I, I obviously, um, I played a lot before um, I got to the 2K League, but uh, now I pretty much play. I play more in the off season, but then once, uh, probably like two months, at, like into the off season, I'm back to uh, managerial duties and different things like that. So I definitely, I understand. Um, you know, what, what's next for, uh, for Scoop B as we, um, you know, keep moving. I know the podcast is like you say, that's uh, pretty much the, the bread and butter and it's doing some great things. I actually, I was listening to some episodes earlier today, so, uh, I, I enjoy it. Huh? Which one did you listen to? I, I will. I got caught up. I listened to the chalk episode. Um, and then it was, uh, another one I played after that. Um, I can't. I can't remember which one. I just uh, followed it on Spotify, uh, but I'm definitely gonna be tuned into it. I love the intro. I love the music, the intro, the ad libs. Uh, I like all of that. So I tell you something. So growing up, NBA Jam was one of my favorite games. And if you listen, Scoop B Radio Overtime, the guy who's doing those voiceovers is actually the voice of NBA Jam, and he studied those ad libs. Oh wow, that's dope. Yeah, I definitely. Um, you know, back uh, no, kids today will never know about putt putt uh, golfing games, but uh, that's a, a literally where we used to have uh, the the NBA Jam battles. At yeah. As, uh, and, and yeah, so I remember, I, I, man, that, that's dope. I was like, as I can because I like creatives. Like uh, for me, I always was the type of person when I seen somebody do something, um, I used to be like, man, why I didn't think of that, or like. You know, like that's dope. Like I, I ain't never had an ounce of hate in my blood. Like I, I, I just like creative people. I like being around creative people. I like learning uh, from creative. So that's why, I like, when I listen to different podcasts, I'm looking for like, I'm looking for something I haven't heard or had, you know, or haven't seen or different things like that. And it definitely caught my attention. Yeah, creatives are always in a way that I think it's being magnified now, but I think for creating brand and not necessarily being attached to an organization but, or using your personal brand to attach to an organization and vice versa, it's something that's really you know, magnifying now. Uh, and I think that um, the Scoot byproduct of that is partnerships. 
that he, you know, for me, with any obstacle, it's a partnership. Because he is expanding from the Bulls to, you know, the Nets gaming. But I think also, um, I think the downside of being creative is a lot of criticism. Uh, like, I'm looking at my mentions on Twitter now, stuff people are saying to me, and it's like, I, like you think of rebuttals, and I, I think that's the part I enjoy about having a blue check next to my name and responding because I grew up before social media, and like when I get off this conversation with you, I'm like, then you know what up. But I feel like I grew up in an era where you actually had to play the dozens, you actually, you know, you knuckled up and you, you know, you, you did what you need to do. So, you know, I think oftentimes it's easy to criticize somebody, um, but you can't argue with some or take constructive criticism for anybody who hasn't constructed their narrow thing. Um, so I, I think just in this creative space, I mean, I'm really enjoying it because I think that Corona has really tapped into a level of my childhood that I, I haven't really experienced and looked at since six, seven, eight years old. No, I, I definitely, um, I say that to myself all the time. Um, I look at social media uh, and it's like when I was coming up, you know, we had, we had to talk face to face. Like we had to see each other. Like you didn't, you didn't get a chance to hide behind a profile and, and, uh, and, and, and whatever you decided to put on the screen at the time, but definitely, uh, growing up through that period has made me more prepared, uh, to deal with, uh, a lot of, like you said, criticisms, uh, that you may take from time to time. And then what I try to tell people, um, that, you know, a lot of people want to be in the limelight, uh, every, you know, fame, celebrity, however you want to put it. Um, but you definitely have to prepare yourself uh, for for what comes with it. And social media has made it a lot a lot more wicked because uh, you know I was talking to Brian Mazik and uh, he was yeah I I seen that um, he he made a valid point. He was saying that you know nowadays you know a lot of a lot of kids don't know how to take L's, and largely because like now if you take an L in the modern day era that that L never goes away. Like, you know, back in uh, the 90s, if you if something happened to you or whatever, you know, people have to dig that up to, to, to put it out now. But mostly, you know, whoever witnessed it, that's all, that's, all, that's all who seen you took the L, and then everything else was word of mouth. But now, shoot, once it's foot, video footage, it's put on all platforms, and it's going to be retweeted, shared, stored. All of that, and you, you're probably going to have to see it the rest of your life. Your kids, your kids' kids probably going to see it. So uh, it's definitely a different day and time that, we, uh, that we're living in. Um, before, before we get out of here, um, how can people follow you on social media and what you do? Um, scoop B on Twitter. Scoop underscore B and scoop, under, scoop underscore B on Snapchat and Instagram. Um, and you can subscribe to Scoopy Radio on all streaming platforms uh, and check out my written work. And I am a senior writer at heavy.com. You can check my written work at heavy.com. Um, and you can check out that Brett Brown piece that I was describing. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually watched that. <laughs> like, I, I try to watch as many clips as I can uh, for what you do because I, um, I have a strong uh, – I love journalism. I, lo I love uh, the, the content behind it. Uh, each and every the different styles of uh, each journalist and everything. So I'm 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 heavily uh, engaged into that, man. I, I want to thank you 
uh, for for coming on and and doing you know my podcast. And because uh, I know your, your time is, is limited uh, with all the things that you have going on, so I'm definitely uh, grateful for that. No, I appreciate you. And when the new 2K comes out in September, uh, within that time frame, let's get you on to discuss the new game and everything that you have going on. This is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.